Hi, I'm Andrew Bucklow. And I'm Bronte Coy, and this is the latest from the newsroom. It's Tuesday, January 14th. Once again, the Royals front and centre. What's the latest? The story will keep on rolling on. So we finally had that big showdown at Sandringham, which is the Queen's House up north in Britain. So they had a five-hour meeting between Prince Charles, Prince William, the Queen, Prince Harry, royal aides, and it's all about figuring out what to do with Harry and Meghan's exit from the royal family. So the Queen released a statement after this meeting, which it, this really, it really can't be overstated. This is hugely historic. This is a really unprecedented situation. And she released a statement that was like, weirdly personal for her. She even admitted in it that she would have preferred they stay as full-time working members of the royal family. Wow. Um, But essentially, she also gave them the green light. She confirmed in the statement that they will be splitting their time between Canada and Britain. And we had discussed, you know, they'd said North America, but it's been widely reported that it was going to be Canada. That's true. And also, she said that they would have a period of transition because they want to be, as we have discussed, uh, financially independent. So I just don't know what that looks like in terms of working for them, but we'll see. So do we have to wait a few more days until we find out exactly what the results of these discussions are going to be? Well, that's the thing. There's this. While the Queen has released a statement confirming it and saying it's all going to go ahead, we still don't know who's paying in this transition period and and sort of what that actually looks like logistically. Justin Trudeau, the Canadian PM, has offered to pay for half of their security costs, which is going to be something like $1.5 million a year. So let's see how that goes with the Canadian people. Um, But also, really interestingly, before this meeting even happened, there was a story in the British press yesterday saying that Harry had told a source that William had been bullying him and Meghan for months now. uh, And the brothers released an extraordinary joint statement rubbishing that claim and also saying that with their work with mental health, they actually found it really offensive that it had come out. And it's really a big step because the royals generally just don't comment on these big stories because then you have to start answering to every single one of them. So it's been... A huge day (laughs) for the Royals. Wow. Okay. Well, let's just move on to other news. I'm sure we'll be back to the Royals tomorrow. Uh, People who own holiday homes in Australia's bushfire-affected regions are being urged to open their doors up to families in need. New South Wales Transport Minister Andrew Constant says hundreds of people have been displaced by the bushfire crisis and they're in need of long-term accommodation as they look to rebuild. Here's what he had to say. We have one plea today, and that is to those who have coast homes in our region Please contact local real estate agents. Please, if you can, make your coast home, uh, your recreation home available to local people who will be able to be housed there uh, over the short and medium term while people rebuild. We really need to free up the housing stock from those non-residential ratepayers whose whose homes have survived. Uh, It provides a homeless family uh, with a roof over their head for the next few months as they get sorted and are able to rebuild on their blocks. A volcano in the Philippines has begun spewing lava as authorities warn that a hazardous eruption is possible within hours or days. That's scary. In the early hours of yesterday, a weak flow of lava began seeping out of the Tal volcano located some 70 kilometres south of the capital, Manila. Tal had earlier emitted a huge plume of ash, triggering the mass evacuation of about 8,000 people from the area. We'll be back after this. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. 
to entertainment news now. So the Oscar nominations have come out, Bucky, and Woo-hoo. Scarlett Johansson has made Oscars history after being nominated in not one but two acting categories this That's year. That's right. She has picked up a Best Actor nomination for Marriage Story, the Netflix movie, and Best Supporting Actor for that uh, World War II comedy Jojo Rabbit. She's the first actor in over a decade to pick up a double nomination. So Kate Blanchett also did it in 2008. And Margot Robbie, our favourite, has scored her second Oscar nomination. Uh, she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role as a sexually harassed journalist in Bombshell. Okay, I'm just going to run you through the Best Picture nominations now and I want you to tell me who's going to win. All right, go. Also, this is on audio, so we can bring this back, okay, when the Oscars come out. <laughs> okay, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Okay, I've only seen about half that list, but that's fine for me to still make this call. I think Joker will win. It is amazing, like Mm. horrible, but amazing. But I want Jojo Rabbit to win. It's one of my favourite movies I've ever seen. Okay, well, I think you're wrong. It's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We're going to have to wait until Monday, February 10. That's when the Oscars are Australian time. And let's just finish up with sport. Ash Barty has taken a leaf out of Tim Payne's playbook. She answered a reporter's phone in a press conference ahead of the Adelaide International. She was pretty relaxed ahead of the tournament with the Australian Open just a week away. She sat down, right? One of the phones went off and Barty asked all the reporters, does anyone know a Kez? It's got a grandma <laughs> emoji. Everyone knows a Kez. But when the response, yeah, can you put it on aeroplane mode, came down from the back, she decided on a different path. Have a listen. Hello? <laughs> Who are you trying to reach? It's oh. Ash Barty. Who, who's this? <laughs> he left his phone on during a press conference. <laughs> she hung up on me. <laughs> That's it from the newsroom today. Remember to follow, listen, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day. We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the US, and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus. Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.